Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally you get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. All right, all right. We're back with another week of the Bet Slippin' Podcast. This is your host, Nathan Beagley. I'll be joined with... Uh, Jeff Clark, and uh, we have a special guest talking uh, all things baseball, Brian Rudd from Baseball HQ. How are you, Brian? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, so we got uh, opening day starting Thursday, and just a little bit of a preview. We'll be doing MLB today, and then dropping Tuesday, we'll have a Masters podcast as well. So two out this week for for everyone. So before we get into uh, our bets and kind of the division-by-division play, let me do a quick ad read and – get everything going there. So we are presented by Tipico Sportsbook. Tipico Sportsbook is a global betting leader and is now live in New Jersey and Colorado. Make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook. New users from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. See site details. See site for details. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. You have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. All right, gentlemen, I uh, preside in Cincinnati. The Reds are pretty excited, and we're going to uh, – but we're going to dive into the AL first. So on our on our docket first is the AL East. The Toronto Blue Jays are the favorite there at plus 162 to win the division, followed by the New York Yankees at plus 220. Do you have uh, any thoughts on the division or anything you like, Brian? Um, yeah, I kind of lean Toronto on this. I think I'm going chalk. The odds are close enough to where I would, uh, don't see enough value in the dog. And I think the Blue Jays are going to have a top top offense in the American League, maybe in the majors. And then um, they have added to their pitching staff. They have a full season from Berrios now, and they've also added Kevin Gossman. So I worry a little bit about their rotation depth. Because Ryu is always an injury risk, and Kikuchi, uh, you know, unless the Velo bounces back, I have my doubts about him. So that's the only question surrounding that team. But I think they're at the end; they'll be on top of the division, led by that powerful offense. I'd I'd be on the Blue Jays myself. Interesting chalk there. I, I think this is mispriced. I I, I have Toronto or uh, Tampa Bay um, as the best team in this division, which isn't a stretch, right? They just won a hundred plus games. Um, I think for first time in, in the franchise's history, I, I I am a Yankee fan, so I am biased here. I would have the Yankees as a second favorite, and Toronto as the third. And the reason for my I guess hesitancy with Toronto here is they gave up 
uh, Robbie Ray and Steven Matz this past offseason, and they replaced them with um, Kevin Gosman and, and, and Kikuchi. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi, I think that's his full name. I, I wasn't a fan of Kikuchi and Seattle, and like you said, his exit velo is pretty, pretty high up there. He, he can get uh, plunked around, and, and I think he could be in a lot of trouble in an AF, AL East um, AL East schedule. And Kevin Gosman, again, as a Yankee fan, is someone I'm very familiar with. He was drafted, I think, seventh by the Baltimore Orioles a while ago. And we literally knocked that dude out of the division. <laughs> like we, we, the Yankees and the Red Sox and and Tampa Bay blast this guy to the point where he went to San Francisco and completely revamped his stock and and his baseball image. You know, he had nearly a Cy Young year and was phenomenal, phenomenal for San Francisco last year. So, like two of my hesitancies, or or you know, my 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 hesitancy with Kevin Gosman is can he? keep that same San Francisco production and bring it to the AL East. And based on his um, prior stint in the AL East, I am I am not so sure about that. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he, you know, learned some things in the San Francisco organization, pitching uh, to catcher Buster Posey before he retired. I wouldn't be, like, uh, shocked if, if Kevin Gosman is right and is a legitimate ace moving forward. Um, the, the, Toronto, the Toronto lineup is sick. Uh, getting rid of Marcus Simeon hurt a little bit, but they have so much on that lineup. They should be able to be a top five lineup, certainly in the American League, probably baseball. Um, their bullpen is a little weak. They have a, a full year of Jose Barrios. And the guy that I was shopping around for prices on, and I want to get a little bit of uh, feedback from you on him, is, is Alec Manoa, uh, Brian. I mean, Alec Manoa was phenomenal when he was called up to the major league. He was a, a stud prospect for Toronto. And he pitched like a stud down the stretch. No book, not even like typical sports book or a lot of the other books that I looked at, have Alec Manoa Cy Young prices. And I think that's outrageous. What do you think of him um, rounding out that, that that rotation for Toronto? Yeah, I think he's a potential front of the rotation starter. And, you know, could get there in short order. So I, I expect big things from him this year as well. Yeah, full year of Jose Barrios. When he came over from Minnesota, he was phenomenal. Like, looked like a guy that was deserving of it, a contract extension that he ended up getting in this past offseason. So, the like like you said, the depth of the rotation, uh, not, not very deep. Pretty shallow, right? But they have absolute studs at the top, right? Like, right. if Gosman, Barrios, um, and Manoa pitch up to – up to form like they could absolutely win the division and possibly even go to the world series ryu is a bit of a question mark and the bullpen's a bit of a question mark my best bet actually in the al east it's it's chalk i picked the rays to win the division but they're over under for a win totals 89 and a half wins i don't get that that's outrageous to me like I want to hate the Tampa Bay Rays. I do for the most part as a Yankee fan, but this team is phenomenal. Like I think I think the market and baseball fans are really like they're sleeping on the lineup. Like the lineup with Wander Wander uh, Franco is um has is going to be even better than it was last year. I think Brandon Lowe is a fringe uh, MVP candidate. 
Um, they have, again, a dynamic lineup. They got four left-handed batters, four right-handed batters, and one switch hitter. They have the third best farm system. And in my opinion, organizational depth is the most important thing when looking at season win totals. And they have the best bullpen by war, by FIP, second by K minus walk uh, rate. So I'm my, my best bet, excuse me, in the AL East is over 89 and a half wins. I, I don't see the Rays getting worse by 11 wins this year, despite, like, I think the Yankees are going to be good this year. I think I think Toronto is going to be good. And Boston, you know, I thought last year was a bit of a fluke, but they still should be a winning team. So my best bet in this division is over 89.5 wins for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I hope you're right. I'm a Rays fan. I just uh, I think they'd be my pick for second in the division. I just think Toronto's ready to take the step forward with youth on offense, but the Rays do have them beat in, you know, depth and minor leaguers ready to step in should injuries strike and everything. So I think it'll be a tight race. I just give, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think is the differentiator between those two teams? I just think that Toronto offense is just so loaded. Yeah. So then on top of that, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, on top of that, you add in Chapman, who he could get back to hitting 35-plus home runs again. So, uh, I mean, that infields, they're all in their prime. And I think there's a little something to be said about Toronto kind of getting back to normalcy, being in Canada. They're hopefully going to have two years of uh, disruption. Last year, they had a run rate – Baseball reference has a Pythagorean win-loss percentage, and it was almost 0.5 higher than it was for the Blue Jays. And so it looks like they probably lost some close games. So if those turn, I like the Blue Jays over 91 and a half games just to improve on last year, especially with Chapman and their infield in their prime. I think you made a sharp point there about them playing a full schedule actually in Toronto. Half of the schedule, or I think a third of the schedule was played in their minor league ballpark in Florida, and then another third was in Buffalo, and then the final third was in Toronto. Do I have that right, Brian? Yeah, it was something like that. So we, play three we, we saw this kind of with the Toronto Raptors this year. They had to play in Tampa Bay last year in the NBA season, and it was just it was pretty much just like a throwout year for, for Toronto. So maybe, like to your point, playing, playing at the Rogers Center in Toronto for a full season – um, does help their team. I, I think that's a pretty good point, Nate. Yep. All right, cool. Well, uh, if we don't have anything else in uh, that division, let's move on to the AL Central. So the AL Central, I really only put one down here, and that's because the Chicago White Sox at minus 220 are a heavy favorite in the division. Uh, we'll start with you, Jeff. Do you have anything different? Any other insights in the AL Central? I, I love fading teams. I, I couldn't really make an argument to fade Chicago here. <laughs> like Their lineup is sick. Um, you know, the, uh, the loss of Carlos Rodon hurts a little bit, but they have Dylan Cease there, who I think is going to be a Cy Young contender. Obviously, Lucas Giolito is phenomenal as well. Lance Lynn uh, gave them phenomenal innings last year. I'm a little skeptical that he can pitch up to form this year, but, like, we're really He's kind of— now, too. Say it again? He just got hurt also, so he's going to miss some time at the beginning of the year. Oh, when did that happen? I didn't see that. It's like this weekend, so oh. this, uh, yeah, four to six, a month to two months, I think, beginning of the season. Not exactly sure. But 
the things that I look for in a team, at least like in regular season win total, like I said, organizational depth and bullpen. And Chicago has a top five bullpen in the league, right? We can we can agree to that, right, Brian? Yeah. And they just picked up Kendall Graveman, who's another elite arm, or they picked him up this past offseason. So, like, Chicago really doesn't have a lot of fat on its resume. And I am a little nervous about the rotation depth, but they should be able to win this um, this American League Central, which I'm not high on. I think it's probably the worst division in, in the AL. Um, maybe you could speak more to that, Brian. My, my best bet, actually, in this division, I, I would take the, the Detroit Tigers over 77.5 wins, and I could talk about that in a second. But is there any teams that jump out to you in terms of value or any bets that you like here, Brian? Um, I kind of like the Twins to finish just a little above 500, and I think they're over-under is about 79 and a half right now. So I, I kind of like them for the over, but it's tough to see them. You know, they're around plus 600 to win the division. It's kind of tough to see them getting over that hump. They finished 20 games behind the White Sox last year. I do think they'll be improved with you know, adding Sunny Gray and Correa. They'll have Joe Ryan for a full season. He looks really good in the last season, but it's uh, a lot to ask for them to, jump the White Sox. I'd see them kind of run away with things as well. But if I had to pick a team to beat them, I'd say, say the Twins would be the closest. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm liking the Detroit Tigers over 77.5 wins. They, had, they were 77-85 last year. They finished year strong, three games above 500 in the second half of the year. And to go over their win total, they only need to improve by a half win or, you know, one win from last season and I just I feel like they added enough to their team with uh, Javier Baez shortstop and Eduardo Rodriguez excuse me as uh, the de facto ace of that rotation I think that is enough to kind of boost them over that 77 and a half win mark Um, they didn't do much to add to the, the the bullpen and their bullpen is complete trash so that makes me nervous but to me, there's a lot of upside in the rotation between Casey Mize, uh, Tarek Skubal, uh, Matt Manning, who hasn't shown a lot, but is a really high draft pick, has great stuff, and and if he can kind of hone it in, and if all three of them can hone it in a little bit in a pitcher-friendly ballpark, that starting pitching can go from not good at all to, to above average. And they've actually been over uh, their total, their their win total of the last two years. And they have the third best ATS record last season. So they, they exceeded expectations of the market, um, at least against the spread last year. And again, uh, they, they have the 10th best farm system, two top five prospects. I'm actually looking at Spencer Torkelson to win the um, AL Rookie of the Year. And they have another guy, Riley Green, who could be in that conversation as well. So I think organizationally they're deep. I'm intrigued by what their rotation could be. And their lineup had a bit of pop, even though it did underperform last year. Um, but all those things, I think, are trending up. And um, I think the Tigers can definitely play close to 500 ball, if not exceed 500 ball. So that's my best bet in the AL Central. Yeah, so I don't have anything too solid on here. But I do like uh, the Twins, like Brian was saying. They got uh, I kind of started tracking them after they traded for Sony Gray. And, I mean, he had two winning seasons in Cincinnati. And I think last year was a bit of a fluke compared to what he's shown on his uh, all-star uh, 
career. So hopefully, like Brian said, hopefully they can get just over that 79 and a half mark. So uh, if we don't have any more comments, let's move our, move our way to the last AL, and that's the AL West, where the Houston Astros are favored at minus 180. Um, that should be uh, an interesting division. So go go ahead with it, Brian. Do you have uh, any thoughts on that, on the AL West? Um, I think the Angels here are a pretty good value um, on, as far as when the division goes because, you know, if things break right health-wise, I think they could – push the Astros. We've seen the Astros get uh, pushed by the A's in years past, and the A's have fallen off. I think the Angels can uh, take take that step and uh, maybe come out on top in that division. they got two of the best players in the game in Trout and Otani. And then, uh, you know, if Trout can stay healthy, and if they can just get, you know, I don't expect Rendon and Syndergaard to be, you know, what they are at their peak but they can just stay healthy for a full season and somewhat return to form. They can provide a big boost to that team as well. Yeah. yeah and just to add in the, uh, the angels do give a pretty good return. I shouldn't have mentioned that they were the only other contenders in the AL West is the angels at plus three fifty, and the Mariners at plus four eighty. everyone else is plus over a thousand. So uh, it's really the Astros and then those three. Um, I actually wrote for sports book wire, the, the Los Angeles Angel like team preview, and one of the Angel fans got pissed off at me and got in my mentions, and just like clowned on me for being an East Coast guy, which I don't think like that's that's not something I wrote in the piece. I don't know how he even you got the there. Stereotype of an East Coast guy. Off? Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I give off East Coast vibes, and I just talked about pretty much just like I, one of the lines that I use in there was like. Death, taxes, and the Los Angeles Angels underperforming season expectations. Like, those are the only sure things in this world. I mean, we go through it every year with the Los Angeles Angels, and they under every year they underperform. And what I said to the guy was like, dude, I live 20 minutes from the stadium. Like, I know more about the team culture than you do. Like, I live among Angels fans that are perennially disappointed by the the performance of their team. And their, their, their owner doesn't really like pinch any pennies like he spends the money they just always spend it poorly they never have any organizational depth um and this is kind of crazy just kind of show you that i did uh, a ton of angels homework here the, a name that is a big big like um if this guy can step up this will be a big indicator of how the season uh, progresses for the Angels. But Patrick Sandoval, you're familiar with that guy, I'm sure, Brian. His stat cast numbers are sick. Like left-hander, um, former, uh, excuse me, he's a 11-round pick, but uh, left-hander uh, for in the in the in the Angels rotation. I think he's gonna be the third starter behind Syndergaard and obviously Shohei Otani. He's in the 97th percentile in exit velocity, 92nd percentile in whiff rate, um, 82nd percentile in expected slugging. So he's phenomenal, and if he can, in or he he showed to have phenomenal stuff last year. If he can continue to be that guy and be a, a third quality starter for them. Again, Syndergaard's health needs to hold up. Maybe this team does um, reach the next step or improve year over year. Um, last year, we split the MLB breakdowns into AL and NL. We did two different podcasts, and Brian was here for the NL one. So you might maybe listen to the podcast, the AL podcast, Brian, but I was high on the Seattle Mariners last year. 
I gave out their over 72 and a half wins as my best bet. And holy yeah. shit, was that an easy winner. Now, they got a bunch of luck, right? They had like a 14 luck factor, uh, but they won 90 games. So they wouldn't have went over their win total without the luck factor. But I absolutely loved what they did in the offseason. They added a... Uh, AL Cy Young winner and Robbie Ray. They added, added, excuse me, all-star second baseman Adam Frazier. They picked up two quality bats from your Cincinnati Reds, Jesse Winker, who everyone loves, as they should. Dude's everyone phenomenal. Everyone loves Jesse Winker in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, everyone you guys were crushed. Pissed at, the, pissed at the owners. They're like, we don't want to win. No, I, I mean... There, you cannot part ways with that guy. I felt pretty similar to like when Mookie Betts was traded from Boston. Granted, he's not as good as Mookie Betts, but like Jesse Winker is phenomenal, and just to let him go or trade him is, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. Um. So the other one of my best bets was also the Mariners, and just to add to that real quick, but they also got yeah. Suarez, and I mean that was a big, yep. that was a big deal in that he had fifty home runs a couple years ago. So. uh but you can continue. I just wanted to chime in. I love the Mariners as well. That was one of my favorite bets. I believe it's what, 83 and a half right now? Um, right now their win total. I'm going above that. I'm going, I'm going with them to win the division. Now, uh, if I'm shopping around for futures, their win total is 83 and a half, but it's heavily juiced to the over, minus 125. Now, yep. typically if I'm shopping around for futures, I'm only gonna take something that's plus three hundred or higher. Seattle Mariners future to win this division is plus four eighty. I do think, without a lot of rationale behind it, I just do think the Astros take a step back this year. Angels, I, I disagree with their pricing, but you never know with their talent. They could be good. I just think we're getting a fat number with Seattle. I mean, they have a top 10 bullpen, at least they did last year. They kept them mostly intact. They have the second best farm system, and that's despite graduating Jared Kalenic last year, who was terrible when he made uh, in the major leagues. But as an everyday starter, he gets to kind of like, you know, turn the page, like wash all that off and and start uh, fresh this year. And they're bringing up their one of the best prospects in baseball, Julio Rodriguez. He should be. I think they announced him as an everyday starter on opening day. So. I like the Seattle Mariners. I'm pretty much taking all the money that I made from them last year and putting it on this future. I, I like them here, so I'll take the plus 480 for them to win the AL, AL West. All right. I like it. Well, real quick, though, right. um, and I can bring this up in, in a second here, but I actually kind of don't hate the value of Jesse Winker to win NL or AL MVP. Um, it's going at plus 5,000 right now. I mean, this guy's career numbers are absurd. His career weighted on bases um, 379 and uh, one uh, weighted runs created plus um, WRC plus is 132 so this, this dude's a stud and he's going to be in, in a sick lineup not a pitcher friendly park that's the one issue that I have but otherwise I mean I think it'd be and I think Jesse Winker could be in for a big big year so I don't know just my last thought I guess no, you're good. We'll wrap that up. Head over to uh, the NL where my Cincinnati Reds are, but we're going to start in the NL East. The NL East is uh, featuring the Atlanta Braves, New York Mets, Philadelphia Phillies, Miami Marlins, and Washington Nationals. In all reality, sportsbooks are really only given the Braves, Mets, and Phillies, respectively, at plus 115, plus 200, and plus 320 a chance. Um, do you have any thoughts on this this division, Brian? Um, I kind of like the Mets uh, sneak in and 
and pull it off. So I think they were my pick when we did this last year, but I'm going to stick with them. I like what they did in the offseason. I know the the ground news is a pretty big blow, but they still have um, a lot to like in that rotation with uh, Scherzer and Bassett. And, uh, you know, Tyler McGill will step in to that last spot now. He might have been out of the rotation for a while with uh, when they were fully healthy, but I like him a lot. He obviously won't be able to replicate DeGrom's numbers, but he's going to be very good. And I, I like Carrasco for a bounce back as well. So I really like that rotation. And then on offense, they have Mark Kana, um, Starling Marte, and Eduardo Escobar, and they're getting Robinson Cano back, who you know isn't what he once was, but he can still uh, be a viable DH for him. So I think they're just real solid all around. And I take him at two to one. I like that value a lot. Oh wow! Okay, I think the Braves win the division. I'm not going to make a bet on it. Cause it's only plus one fifteen. I just feel like everyone or mostly people were like kind of playing them out, and it was like, oh, they're a team that got hot at the right time, which isn't untrue. Um, and I think there is a bit of an overreaction to the departure of Freeman. Uh, I was getting into Matt Olson's numbers or just looking at his FanGraphs profile, and Matt Olson's sick. Like, he's he's definitely not Freddie Freeman, right? But, like, if you're replacing someone or if you're replacing Freeman, like, Matt Olsen is a solid replacement. And they're, they're going to be better off for having Ronald Acuna back. Um, Riley um, obviously was phenomenal last year. Their lineup was phenomenal last year. And they were below 500 up until, I don't know, like August, essentially, because they're – starting pitching shit the bed. Like I was really high on Max Fried coming into last season and he made me look dumb for the first half of the year. Second half of the year, I mean, if the, if you just go by halves, he was pretty much the NL Cy Young for for the the second half of the year. I think he was 9 and 1, had uh, a sub 3 ERA, was absolutely phenomenal and was certainly their ace and I'm a big fan of the rotation between Charlie Morton um, they're going to get Soroka back at some point. Obviously, Max Freed, Ian Anderson. Their bullpen possibly pitched a little bit above its skis. Um, so they could be a little regression, but um, they're, you know, their hitting is phenomenal. I think their starting pitching is going to be better this year. I don't have, if anything, I would zag on you, Brian, unfortunately, and go under Mets. 88 and a half wins because they're the Los Angeles Angels of the East. <laughs> it's, you know, they've went, they've went under five of the last six years. They, I, I mean, I'm from New York. I'm a big Yankee fan. They always win the offseason. That's what they do. That's what the Mets do. They win the offseason, right? And can, can anyone say anything bad about the Max Scherzer signing? Of course not. That guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, it probably won't work out because that's the Mets. They're just like, they're just cursed. And um, I am interested real quick. Do you think Bassett was an upgrade over Stroman? To me, it's just like a net net. Like, it's, yeah, it's I think even. they're, uh, yeah, pretty similar. I think I like Bassett a little better, but yeah, they're pretty, it doesn't really move the needle in either direction. Fair yeah. enough. They're hitting. Was terrible last year, despite having big names. Now, 
maybe like you're willing to give them a mulligan and that's fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if their hitting is um, really good this year because they have the talent, but they were 26 in contact rate, 22nd barrel rate, 20th in a hard hit and EV. So like their peripherals weren't even good. Like it isn't just like, Oh, you know, low Babbitt. They had bad luck. Like now nah, their hitting sucked. <laughs> That's that's really what it was. They're hitting they're hitting sucked last year, and they need to improve by twelve wins to go over this total. They were seventy seven and eighty five last year. I just think it's too tall of an ask, especially because I I actually do think the Braves have gotten better. I think the Phillies have gotten better, and the Miami Marlins their pitching is absolutely nuts. Like they're not going to be a pushover team this year, in my opinion. I, I they're not a team I can bet for a full season, but I am going to be betting the Miami Marlins in games very often this year. Yeah. Yeah. Since we that. didn't really hit on it. I, my, um, one of my favorites was the Phillies just to make the playoffs given the two wild cards. So they're at plus a hundred. And when you look at their outfield, it's just insane. Bryce Harper, they added Nick Castellanos. They'll have that DL spot that Kyle Schwarber can have. And then on the other side, uh, on the pitching, they have Zach Wheeler, who's an ace. They're returning their three top starters. I like what they did. I think they got better this offseason. And I think at plus 100, there's some value that they're able to uh, sneak in a wild card spot. Yeah. They're very, yep. okay. a very interesting team for sure. Got a lot of big bats. I think that, you know, they definitely downgraded the defense, which could have a negative impact on the pitchers to some extent but yeah there's a you know wide range of outcomes with them i think that their offense is going to be you know keeping them in some games for sure yeah the thing with the phillies is their bullpen has been pretty much the worst in the league for the past like two or three years now based on fan graphs i think they spent on bullpen arms and their their rotation is pretty good with um obviously nola uh, Wheeler, who I'm high on, and uh, have Kyle Gibson for a full year. But like, really, what is going to make or break this team is if the the resources they spend on the bullpen this offseason actually pan out, because that's really where they lose games. Yeah, it's been a struggle for them, for sure. So we'll see. I like them there, though. Um, so let's move on. We got the NL Central. The NL Central is my division, but the Reds have zero chance. <laughs> There's only really one team that uh, odds makers like, and it's the Milwaukee Brewers. They're minus 180. They do give a shot to the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't have that pulled up right now. Um, Jeff, we'll start with you. Do you have anything other than the Brewers? Do you see any value in the Cardinals? Um, I know I wrote the preview for Sportsbook Wire. It seemed like they've been, I mean, they've been good for a long time. Eight out of 11. I believe eight out of 11 last year they made the playoff. So um, do you think they're a good team to back or do you have any other thoughts? Uh, are you asking if St. Louis is a good team to back? Just give us give us your NL Central views. Well, I mean, just to answer specifically, St. Louis is pretty much always a good team to back. Like, if even if you don't like look at their roster, or really pay attention to what they're doing, like, and you just bet the St. Louis Cardinals, you're probably going to win money. Like you said, they made it to the playoffs seven out of the last eight years. Like, I. My issue with them last year was that they, I thought the rotation relied too much on Jack Flaherty, and I slightly felt like that again this year. Now he's already injured, um, but like Adam Rain Wainwright had like a, a throwback year last year. He was phenomenal. Like that bullpen went from in the beginning of the year they could not 
find the strike zone. They missed the strike zone. It like their walk numbers were absolutely absurd. And then like a light switch, it just went the other way. And that's that's really why they end up making the playoffs is because is because their bullpen figured itself out. I mean, they have a sick lineup. Nolan Arenado is one of my sleepers to win the MVP. He really should never be a sleeper. He should always be a favorite. That guy is most likely a first bout Hall of Famer. I've thrown that around probably too much in this podcast, but um, me and me and Brian were were high on the Milwaukee Brewers last year. We both gave them out as a best bet to win the NL Central. I think it was plus three hundred, right? Is that what we gave it out? I think it was. I think it was closer to four. Yeah, we were both uh, all over it. That yeah. Was- both of our favorite bets last year, I believe. Yeah, and right now they're going at, I think, minus 165 on Tipico. There's no value in that number. They should win the division. Uh, I like the, the additions they made between McCutcheon, who is more of a flyer, and Hunter Renfro, who's been a legitimate power hitter. They're going to have full seasons at a Rowdy Telez and, and William Adamus. Um, they they have a top three pitching staff. Like, and The bullpen was actually mediocre last year. And there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to that. They should be an elite bullpen. Um, I, I my my best bet in this division. Sorry to pile on here, but I'm going under Reds, seventy four and a half wins. I don't stop it. That was mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll let you give your handicap, and I'll just piggyback. Why do you Why do you like the Reds under seventy four and a half wins? Yeah, I mean, you look at what they did this offseason, and honestly, it it was. I mean, they're looking for the future, and that's almost putting it lightly. They lost a handful of former all-stars. They didn't pay Castellanos. Um, Votto's now 38. I get he was once an MVP. I don't think he keeps that up nearing 40. Um, I know he had a burst in the second half of the season. I get that, but he he only was hitting point or 250. So uh, I don't think he's going to keep it up as they get older. They dealt Winker. They dealt Suarez. And I was kind of underwhelmed by – um, Luis Castillo last year, he had a league high 16 losses. I know not all that can be attributed to him, but he also had a four ER or 3.98 ERA and they're going to be relying on, on Hunter green. I think he's going to be in the starting, uh, rotation potentially. And he hasn't necessarily impressed me too much. I've been following him since his days with the, uh, Dayton dragons. So, uh, I, I'm just not sure this team's ready for 75 plus. So I guess we'll see, but you can continue with it. It's just, Offseason didn't do him any justice. Yeah, I mean, they let Wade Miley go, who I think threw a no-hitter for you guys last year, right? Yep, Sony Gray. I mean, Wade was a pitcher, I think. but um, Well, Wade Miley, hey, threw a no-hitter for you guys, right? Didn't he yeah. throw a no-hitter last year? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but either way, Sony, yeah, Sony, our, our pitching is probably has to be the worst in the NL Central. I mean, you let those guys go without replacing them. The bullpen was terrible last year. You didn't make any upgrades. I mean, you let... Uh, my college, not homie, but like I went to college same year around the same time as Amir Garrett, I believe St. John's guy. So, uh, I usually root for him, but he, uh, struggled last year and I guess, I think you guys were counting on him, uh, to be pretty good, but really no one in the bullpen for Cincinnati was good last year actually snapped an over or, uh, an eight year streak of unders with an 83-79 and 79 win total. I, I actually do think they dropped by a full 10 games this year because of all the talent that went out the door and not really um, recouping any of it. So um, I wish that I had something juicier to give out here in the NL Central like me and Brian did last year, but 
the number is good on the Brewers, and I'm not I'm not laying minus one sixty five for six months. No way. All right, I think I would lay that with the Brewers. I mean, three three of the five teams are already out of it for the season starts. I can't see Cubs, Reds, or Pirates. Uh, I don't think any will finish over five hundred. So it's just down to Brewers and Cardinals and. I don't know. I know the cards hung within five games of last year, but uh, that top three in the Milwaukee rotation, uh, in addition to some of the guys you mentioned, I just think they have have everything they need. Uh, I think they'll win by more than five games this year. Uh, I think that's, you know, love the value last year. It's not quite as great of a bet this year, but I still think, uh, still think they'd be my play here. Yeah, I agree. You're effectively cashing a ticket from the Brewers and win the division in the beginning of September. You know, mentally at least. I don't know if yeah. they clinch that soon. The magic number will probably be pretty short come that time. And really, like, if they get anything out of their hitting, like, they they could win the World Series for sure. I mean, yeah. And I think Yelich, you know, uh, it's hard to say what he's going to do, but I think he'll bounce back, not to his, you know, MVP form, but. I think he'll have a big year, and Adamas, but having a full season of him, that offense feel a little better than they were last year, I believe. Well, that's what they need. Yeah, and I was watching something on a Daily Wager, one of ESPN's uh, betting shows, and it said something similar on the Dodgers. It said the plus 480 or whatever it is is maybe going to be the shortest you're going to get it all season, and it kind of made me think of what you're saying on the Brewers. Minus 165 may not be a great price point, but – uh. If it's a good ticket, it's a good ticket. So uh, let's get thought there. Yeah, I mean, I think at that, the implied win probability, I can pull it up real quick. The implied win probability on a minus 165 bet is... Probably what, like 64%? Not bad, 62%. And bottom line is the Brewers win this division two-thirds of the time. So there's value in this number. I just, I have my little rules that I can't get over. (laughs) Yeah. Minus 150 or plus futures just aren't it for Jeff. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So let's carry on to uh, the NL West. I don't have a play here. Uh, Sportsbooks really only want, or Tipco really only has the Dodgers as they're the heavy favorite, used to minus 250. The Padres are in there at plus 320, and the Giants at plus 500 both also have an outlier chance. And then the Rockies and Diamondbacks are plus plus 10,000. Looks like the uh, Dodgers are the heavy favorite. Is there anything? Anything else you want to add? Is there any maybe win totals or any other insights you might have, Brian? Uh, yeah, not a lot to like here uh, as far as the division goes. I definitely think the Dodgers will win, but that's you know pretty high price to pay. And you saw what happened last year; with everybody's expecting them to win. So they do have two other solid teams in that division. So I would st- I'd probably just pass all around on the divisional bets. I do kind of like the Giants at over 85 and a half wins. So, you know, they won over a hundred games last year and don't definitely don't see them repeating that feat, but I think they can get to 86 or 87. I feel, feel pretty good about putting a small play on them. They got a lot of depth and adding Radon makes up for the loss of Gossman. Oh, and I think Alex Cobb's going to be really, really good as long as he's healthy. So I like that rotation a lot and think they're, they'll push 90 wins, but don't see them winning the division. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much just going to piggyback Brian's point here. I I think a lot of people, a lot of fake sharp people will want to, like, zag on the San Francisco Giants. You know, just like it's a fluke year, the, the, they won't do it again. And I tried to make that case when I started looking at this team, but they look great. I mean, really, they won 107 games last year. So in order for that under to cash uh, and 85 and a half, they need to be 22 games worse. They're not 22 games worse. I think the Padres, I I actually think the Padres are going to win the World Series. I'm not, I'll put a little bit, I'll sprinkle on it. I do, that being said, I do think the Dodgers probably win the division. I don't have any issue with taking them to win the division. But like the Giants are, I, I think, are almost a lock to win 85 and a half games. I mean, they have a pretty good farm system. They're the 11th uh, best farm system, at least according to MLB.com. Um, I, I agree with uh, Brian that Rodon or Rodon and uh, Gosman that flop that switch is a is a wash. Um, I am a little nervous about Busty Pose, Buster Posey's retirement, um, but they've been grooming this kid Joey Bart. I'm friends with a few Giants fans. They love Joey Bart. I think he was the second pick in the draft a couple years ago. So, you know, he's been kind of waiting in the wings, and now he gets a shot. Um, their bullpen is sick. Uh, they kept most of those arms in the bullpen. They were a top six bullpen by FIP. Home runs per nine innings and war. Um, they're hitting. They were third in war, fifth in WRC+, plus, fourth in weighted on base average, and they were the best uh, against the spread team in the MLB. They just kept exceeding market expectations. Um, I like the Giants. I just I don't think they could be twenty two games worse. I, I don't I don't agree with the market on that one. You know, and I do think the Dodgers do win a hundred games. I think the the Padres win uh, ninety plus games. I could see the uh, I could see the um, Giants also winning ninety games, but that means a lot of losses for the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Which I don't see them winning. So, yeah, and the Rockies sixty-eight and a half or so. I really like the under there because I see. I think there's a excellent chance they lose a hundred games. They're not going to be competitive in that division. So, I yeah. like the Rockies. Rockies under is probably the one I like the most in that division. To be honest with you. No shit. All right. The Rockies fans won't be uh, loving to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, one of the few one of the few states Tipico's uh, operational in Colorado. Hey, what's up, Colorado? Yeah. <laughs> Thought we were supposed to be giving out them a plus ten thousand to win. Yeah, you didn't hear that here. Um, no, they all know. They know what's up. <laughs> all right, so uh, I think we're ready to carry on to season awards. A little more uh, spicy section. We got a MVP, most valuable player, up first for the AL. The AL's got a little. The top, the top three are a lot more heavy-weighted than the rest of the pack it can, when uh, compared to the NL. So we got Shotani at plus 300, Mike Trout plus 350, and then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. plus 350. It's also Aaron Judge, Rafael Devers, and Wander Franco all at plus 1,500. And then if you like someone from the pack, feel free. But those are the uh, six favorites. Uh, so, Jeff, do you have uh, – I know you've been uh, – kind of doing your research on the MVPs in these uh, divisions or these leagues. So what, what are you feeling? Yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm i going to sprinkle a little bit on Jesse Winker. I gave you his career stats, uh, career averages. They're sick. He's going to be in an awesome lineup. I think that lineup, or I think the Seattle 
um, could make it to the playoffs and win the division. So that just kind of adds more spotlight to anyone who's playing good for the Mariners. Um, so plus 5,000 for Jesse Winker is a ticket that I can get ba- get down on. Also, Brandon Lowe in a very similar vein to Jesse Winker. His numbers are just sick. And right now he's going for Brandon Lowe is right now plus... 4,000. Uh, plus 4,000 on Tipico, sorry. Uh, and so is Jesse Winker. I had it plus 5,000. It's plus 4,000 for both of them. Uh, my, my, my pick to win the award... It, it's Shohei Otani, right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet plus four hundred or yeah, I think he's plus three three hundred right now. I don't see any value in that number. Um because there is some injury stuff and angel juju that you have to worry about. But um my 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 sprinkles for the MVP race are um Jesse Winker, uh Brandon Lowe, and I this is my AL East bias here, but Raphael Devers just kills the Yankees. That guy is an absolute stud, an absolute monster. Um, he's, I think, 25, near gold glove third baseman, uh, had 39 home runs and 100-plus RBIs last year, and is just getting better. He's plus 1,500. Um, that's, I think, the the mid-tier would be considered. He's in the next group uh, right behind those three favorites. I, I like Raphael Devers. Um for the value as well. All right. Um, yeah, I kind of like a couple guys. I like uh, Bo Bichette at plus 2,000. You know, when Vlad is about plus 500, I think those two guys, uh, you know, are going to be among the leaders. And Bichette went 298 with 29 homers, 25 steals last year. So, uh, I just think he's going to be compiling stats across the board all season long in that loaded offense. And I could see either one of them uh, taking home the trophy, and I don't think there should be that big of a gap in their odds. So I like Bichette for the value there. And Alvarez for Astros, we gave him a 50 home run upside um, note in the baseball forecaster. And, uh, you know, he can do something like that on a you know very good team, which voters obviously like when your team is good and the Astros should be good again. And uh, so Alvarez at plus two thousand, I like as well. So those would be my two picks for the best values. Cool. And then let's, the NL. Uh, yeah, let's hit the NL. Uh, so the NL is a little more diverse, I'd say. There's a uh, Juan Soto coming in. He's a strong plus two sixty. Ronald Acuna Jr. is plus 650. And then you have uh, Bryce Harper plus 700. And then you have all your Dodgers. Mookie Betts plus 900. Freddie Freeman plus 1,000. Trey Turner plus 1,300. And then your Padre, who would be my pick, Fernando Tatis Jr., plus 1,300. Uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead? Give us uh, give us what you're thinking for the NL MVP. All right. I like Trey Turner at plus 1,300. Uh, so... I mean, last year he had 328, 28 homers, 32 steals. He's going to be on what might be the best offense in the National League, which should be the best offense. So, uh, you know, he's the number one player in almost every fantasy draft right now. And uh, I see no reason why he can't win MVP as well. Plays a prime position, best team in the league. And 
he's going to be going off again. So plus 1300, I think is a great, great spot for him. And then, uh, Alonzo, let's see, he's plus 3000 right now. He's got the 50 homer upside as well. So if the Mets, uh, fulfill my prediction and win that division, he could be, uh, you know, getting getting those honors if he is uh, carrying them to that title. Yeah, at Juan Soto at plus two sixty is just it's it's uh, not a big enough payout, but I I think he's the best everyday player in baseball. Like his his advanced numbers are sick, and he played on a pretty trash team last year. But um, I I like Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, I like him. I agree with uh, Brian and Trey Turner. A plus thirteen hundred has some value. I think Nolan Arenado at plus two thousand has some value. He actually had a down year last year with thirty four home runs, one hundred five RBIs, three thirty six weighted on base, and uh, a one thirteen uh, WRC plus. And uh, I gave this guy out last year and didn't come through for me. But Manny Machado plus three thousand is a guy that I almost always want to have some sort of like MVP sprinkle on. I mean, you can just pencil him in for 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, gold glove caliber defense at third base. And no Fernando Tatis Jr. early in the season gives Machado an opportunity to kind of steal some of the spotlight and get out in front of his own teammate who, uh, who who's ahead of him in the MVP odds. So I think uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. would be my pick. You know, gun to my head if I had to pick one uh, to win it, but I, I see value in Brian's pick, Turner, Arenado at plus two thousand, Machado. Yep. Um. Yeah. So let's carry on. We got a Cy Young Award. I uh, I think this is probably one of my favorites in, that they do. So uh, let's start with the AL. There's Garrett, or yeah, AL. We got Garrett Cole at a uh, plus three eighty, Shane Bieber at plus six fifty, Robbie Ray at plus seven fifty, and I'm I'm gonna butcher this and Brian will probably get upset, but Lucas Giolito. Yep. Nailed yeah. it. At plus nine hundred. So um what are you liking there? What are you seeing uh with those odds? I think there's enough value in Cole there. I think he's the pretty clear favorite. Uh you know, Robbie Ray was awesome last year and won it again. I think he'll be really good again, but I would definitely give the edge to Cole and you're getting almost four to one odds. So He's uh, never had many health issues, so he's a good bet to compile a heavy workload. He's on a good team, going to pile up the wins. I like him a lot. and if I, So I'll, I'll pick him to win and would also place a bet at those odds. And then the other guy, um, Giolito, I think 9-1. to one. He, he was a little bit of a disappointment last year. He's come to camp. He's throwing harder right now. He's bulked up. He's in a division with some pretty weak offenses, and his team's going to give him a lot of run support. So, plus 900, sign me up. I'll take Giolito. I think he bounces back in a big way. I thought he he was bad last year, but I just think he'll be among the game's best. Yeah. Sorry. No. I literally have the same thing written down. I think I, I think Garrett Cole uh, is the favorite, or he should be the favorite, and I think he'll end up winning. Um, and I do think a sprinkle on Lucas Giolito is a is a solid play as well. Everyone talks about the sticky substance policy that went into effect 
June 21st and how much it affected certain pitchers. And one of them was certainly Garrett Cole, right? But now he has a whole offseason to work on, you know, his pitching mechanics. And, you know, it wasn't like a U Darvish situation last year. If you Brian knows what I'm talking about, but like after, if you look at you Darvish's numbers before June 21st, before that sticky substance policy and after, it's it's like staggering. Like he was Hall of Fame pitcher, right? And then they took away, then they enacted that policy and he went one and nine and had a plus six ERA. Like it was crazy. Now, Garrett Cole definitely struggled initially after that policy was enacted, but he also had his best outing um, after that policy, um, um, was fired up or whatever enacted against the Houston Astros. He pitched like 120 pitches, complete game and like a must win for, for the Yankees. Um, so I, I, I've seen enough at a Gary Cole, obviously I, you know, I watch a lot of them to know or to feel comfortable that like he'll bounce back this year after a disappointing year last year. But if you look at like his pitching peripherals, like every other pitcher would be just stoked to have the year that he had last year. Yeah. It's so. as good as ever under underneath the hood. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd go Garrett Cole, um, and I like the plus 380 or 360. Yep. I'm fired up about the NL Cy Young. I really <laughs> am. I actually have a best bet in there. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into those. Let's get the, let's get the odds real quick before you, we let yeah. you uh, just run away with it. So it looks like there's about five. Man, this is really laid out to where it could be anyone. Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer leads the group at plus five hundred. Uh, Corbin Burns plus five fifty. Walker Bueller plus six fifty. Zach Wheeler, we were talking about earlier, plus seven hundred. Brandon Woodruff plus seven fifty. And then, I mean, you have twelve pitchers that are have shorter odds than plus fifteen hundred. So uh, that's a good pool to choose from. Uh, so why don't you why don't you break it in? Why don't you give us uh, that excitement out in uh in word form, Jeff? Well, I'm seeing a couple different numbers for the same guy on Tipico, so I'm not sure. Uh, Julio Urias, though, the left-hander for the Dodgers. Now, I think Walker Bueller is the best pitcher on that rotation. Like, I do think he should be like opening day starter, game one starter. Granted, but Julio Urias. This guy was the only 20 game winner in the or in the in Major League Baseball last year. The next closest guy I think had 17 wins. His MLB rankings by WAR. This is all baseball, not just the NL. By by MLB rankings, WAR seventh, hard hit rate second, exit velocity fourth, barrel rate eighth, WHIP sixth, home uh, FIP eighth, home run per nine inning rate fourteenth. He's um, and, and this was pitching against the Padres, the Giants, two of the better lineups and two of the better teams in the league. Well, the Padres shit the bed late, but you know what I'm saying? And pitching in court several times, which is the hardest uh, ballpark to pitch in. Like, I just think, like, I, I don't disagree with the people that are priced ahead of them, but I think this value on this ticket is is, is phenomenal. I'll, I'll take it with... I guess plus three thousand is what I'll I'll uh, pencil it in on. All right, yeah, I could see that. Um, I'm going Corbin Burns. I mean, he was just easily skills wise the best pitcher in the National League last year. Won it last year, and plus five fifty is a 
pretty nice price, I think. So I know it's kind of chalky. He's second favorite as of now, but Brian, I don't see why he's not plus 250 or something. Do you remember the NL preview last year and perhaps the greatest call in, in, in baseball gambling history? I said Corbin Burns at 33-1 to 1 to win the NL Cy Young. I was like, watch out for this dude. Honestly, the best baseball call I've ever made. That was a good call. I wish I would have uh, invested in that as well, not just on your small division. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. In my yeah. state, uh, the the book that offered that, I couldn't get it anywhere. So it was just like someone profited off of my genius and wasn't even me. <laughs> yes, your check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Redone would be another longer shot. I know he's probably not going to stay healthy all year. But 15 to 1, uh, you know, if he does stay healthy, he's going to be the, – the Giants uh, can really do some things with pitchers. His skills were up the charts last year. So I think he's going to be an ace when on the mound, which is a question of how long he'll stay healthy. But if he can get to 170 innings somehow, then he's right there in the mix for Cy Young. So I'll take him at plus 1,500. And wasn't Corbin Burns the first – I think he was like the first Cy Young winner to pitch less than 170 innings. So he kind of, in a sense, broke a barrier, right? Yeah, most of the time. I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah, most of the time they do go a lot more innings than what he did last year. But his strikeout totals were just so high that, you know, he still, what did he get, 234 strikeouts or something? Yeah, I mean, his number is 160 worked. something innings. Yeah, just insane. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'd be my pick for sure again. Yeah, plus yeah, so then, uh, or my bad. Did, did oh, go ahead. Have, yeah, so my my one pick uh, is I had Zach Wheeler penciled in as a pretty good option at plus seven hundred. He had a um, a career high strikeout rate last year. He led the league with two hundred forty seven. He led the league in innings pitched, and he went fourteen and ten. I think the Phillies they juiced up their outfield. I think they could. I mean, if he can get up to. 17 or 18 wins I think he's really got a shot and if he can again lead the league if he can get there up in innings pitched I think plus 700 isn't bad value for him adding to that Tipico doesn't have a market for this but some sports books do check it out I like Zach Wheeler to have the most strikeouts in baseball because he does have a really high k per nine inning rate but he's also just like a workhorse like that guy I feel more comfortable about him getting to 200 innings pitch than anyone else in, in baseball, really. Like, he's almost, like, effortlessly throws high 90s. Like, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that, that NL Cy Young pick, Nate, and I do think there's some value in his um, having the most strikeouts in baseball. Yeah, so we were about to move on out of Cy Young anyway, but just to note, I do see – Typico having a pitcher to record the most strikeouts. Ooh, okay, Zach cool. Wheeler is the second favorite. DeGrom, Scherzer, and Wheeler are all plus 750. I don't know if you guys had anything you want to expand on that, or we can cover that later, but uh, Garrett Cole is the favorite at plus 380. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that list. I'll have to check that out, but I don't have anything to add. Yeah, obviously I haven't had a chance to look at it either, at least not on Typico. So. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Um, go ahead and move on we got al rookie of the year uh looks like there's only about four or five options that are uh favorites bobby will bobby wood jr plus 280 is the strong favorite and then there's a uh, man some of these names spencer 
Torkelson plus 425 and uh, Julio Rodriguez plus 450. Those two, and then Adley Rushman at plus 650. Ryan, do you have a do you have a take on Rookie of the Year? Who's, who's going to be up and coming? Um, let's see, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, I mean, I think the price is going to be going up if you can lock it in at plus 450. I'd jump on that because uh, the hype train is in full effect right now. So I, I think he's going to, you know, uh, sometimes we see these rookies hyped and they it doesn't work out but i think he'll hit the ground running and have a pretty big year he's one of the top prospects in the game for good reason and he's uh yeah i think he's the favorite for the award right now in my eyes and then um one more name i'd like to add uh matt brash who had 142 strikeouts in 97 and third innings in the minors last year and he looks like locked to crack the Seattle rotation opening day now. So I don't see him on the Tipico lines, but I did see him at another spot, like plus 4,500. This guy, his stuff's electric. Throws high 90s with nasty breaking stuff. So if you can get any action on that, I think he's a good long shot to take as well. Yeah, well, thank God we have Brian here for this one because it's where I defer to him. He knows just a ton more about baseball and he follows like the minor league stuff better than I do. So I would more defer to him and his rookie of the year selection. I do like Spencer Torkelson. I think he's the fifth ranked prospect in uh, baseball. He's uh, was announced to the opening day starting roster, I believe uh, for the Detroit Tigers. And he kind of, He's more or less just has a clear runway, right? He's going to get the at-bats if he stays healthy. Julio Rodriguez is another name that I mentioned earlier, and it's a part of the reason, very small part of the reason why I do like the Seattle Mariners to win the, the, the AL West. So I would be cool with playing him. And like Brian said, I could see his number going from 450 to 250 if he has a nice April, right? Like Actually, if he has a nice couple weeks, first two weeks, like it's going to, He'll be the the favorite pretty quickly. Um, I don't have much on Bobby Witt Jr. I I'll go with the market's price as him as the favorite. I know he's the best prospect in baseball. The Kansas City Royal infielder, right? Yes. Yeah. I think there's definitely concerns about swing and miss in his game. So I mean, a lot of people think he'll hit the ground running and have a big year right away. I, I have my I don't know. I have a little bit of doubt that he, I think he'll. You know, maybe a 230, 240 hitter out of the gate. Not jump to the star level right away. Gotcha. I'll pick uh, Spencer Torkelson. Cool. All right, so now we're going to get to what I really want to talk about. Uh, Brian, is there any way Hunter Green wins rookie of the year in the NL? Uh, you can tell me no, but I just <laughs> wondered. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or Lodello. They got a couple guys. They'll be playing a lot of rookies, so you'll have plenty of guys to choose from there since they traded away all the veterans. But I don't know. They yeah. do have some young, promising arms who may be worth the small wager. Um, but I'd probably give the lean to O'Neill Cruz myself. He's just got um, power-speed combo, and even if they delay him a little bit to start the year, he'll be up soon. And, yeah, so uh, O'Neal or O'Neal Cruz can be at plus three eighty. The favorite for this is Sena Suzuki, uh, plus three twenty, and then 
Kiebert, Kiebert Ruiz at plus 550 is also up there. Just to add those in for the listeners. You like O'Neill Cruz at shortstop Pirates, right? Right. Huh. And uh, Suzuki he played in Japan, right? Uh, Chicago purchased him? Right. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't like too many long shots on this, but I would say I'd probably fade Suzuki and go with uh, Ruiz or Cruz for don't love those prices either, but not, not many long shots I like. So this isn't a category I have a real strong opinion on. But Yep, same here. I, I, I lean Joey Bart, the catcher from San Francisco. I already touched on why they've been grooming him. He's, I think, the second pick in the draft a few years ago, and uh, they're expecting big things out of him, and they'll give him the opportunity to uh, come through for him. So more of a lean but Joey Bart would be my pick to win the NL site uh, NL rookie of the year I think Ruiz would be just uh, a little better offensively with the high elite contact rate he brings to the table Washington I think he'll hit for a higher average right away and be really solid but yeah I think Bart long term will definitely be good I don't know we'll see about this year but not a bad not a bad gamble at that price and you made some good calls last year. So. <laughs> yeah, I got a little lucky last year. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully we can get lucky again this year. All right, so move from the rookies to uh, more experienced guys. So most home runs in the MLB currently being uh, favorited to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at plus 650. Peter Alonzo plus 1,000. Judge plus 1,200. Mike Trout plus 1,300. Um. Some long shots that might be decent plays. Bryce Harper's plus 2,000. Juan Soto plus 2,000. Tatis Jr. plus 2,000. Uh, Jeff, we can start with you. Do you like any of those options? Well, I couldn't actually find the Tipico options, but, I mean, which Giancarlo Stan? Plus 2,000. Yeah, I, I, that's what I saw him at another book. I like him and or Juan Soto for the value. I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is phenomenal, but I think that price is too expensive. I I'm a little confused about Giancarlo Stanton's pricing. I understand he obviously has injury concerns, but he, he plays in, at the international airport of John, George Steinbrenner, right? I mean, like, it's a launching pad over there. Um, he looked phenomenal at the end of the year. He's fourth in a hard hit rate, second EV. So, like, if he gets the barrel and the ball, it's going very, very far. And plus 2,000 for a guy who's hit uh, 59 home runs already and has led the major leagues in home runs and is typically or is probably considered the best power hitter in the game when right I think that's a that nice price point and then Juan Soto same what is he plus 2,000 as well yep I just he to me is the best hitter in baseball so I I just see plus 2,000 Juan Soto like yeah, I'll sprinkle on that. Sure, like whatever. Let's hit it. Plus yeah. two thousand Soto. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think he'll do it, but like, I again, I do think he's the best hitter in baseball. Yeah, um, I like um, Pete Alonso at that price. I think he uh, is a legitimate threat for fifty homers, so he'd be, he might be my top choice. And then going a little farther down the board for a little bit of a longer shot. I think Bramil Reyes in Cleveland has the potential to um, put up a ton of homers too and push for that title. 
They'll need it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. I, that was literally uh, the words going to yeah. come out of my mouth. Is they'll need it. <laughs> yeah, not much else to cheer for there, but it could be the home run team. All right, good deal. Let's uh, move from uh, home run hitters to uh, those pitching. Pitcher to record the most wins is, uh, is an interesting prop. Garrett Cole plus six fifty and Walker Bueller plus six fifty, both tied there. Bueller for obvious reasons, and then Zach Wilson, like we talked about earlier, is plus seven fifty. Max Scherzer plus nine hundred. Degrom plus thirteen hundred. Uh, Brian, do you have anyone you like? Do you want me to look the odds up for anyone else? I think Bueller's probably a strong play at plus six fifty there. Yes, he is. Could you read a few more down the list? Because I don't have that one. Uh, Degrom plus thirteen hundred. Corbin Burns plus fifteen hundred. Verlander plus two thousand. Aaron Nola plus two thousand. Robbie Ray plus two thousand. And then the list goes on for a while. Yeah, um, Burns stands out as a pretty good value to me. I think he'll he can increase the workload, number of starts he makes this year, and just dominate every time out. Rivers give him a lot of games against some weak teams, so I think he could definitely get to the 20 win mark. So those odds, yeah, I'll take it for sure. He'd be my pick. I I agree with Walker Bueller as a favorite. Uh, Robbie Ray plus two thousand sounds very juicy, especially how high I think of Seattle and him just coming off a Cy Young season. Um, do they have Urias up there? I might take a buckshot approach with him and hit him to win Cy Young and and lead the league and wins again. If he's up there, I would say it has to be uh, juicier than plus two thousand. Oh, it's two thousand. Cool. Yep. Then yeah, I'll take him. Good call. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good value as well. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's continue on. We have uh, our next segment. Got the uh, pennant and World Series winners, the juicy part. So uh, the NL is pretty strong. You have the Dodgers at plus 210, the Braves at plus 500. I assume you guys know some of the values down the is, – is there any value in anyone but the Dodgers? I mean, when you're seven hitters, Bellinger, um, <laughs> do you see anyone winning, winning the NL besides the Dodgers, Brian? I'm sticking with the Brew Crew. I think the the top three in that rotation is just can carry them. I think they're built for the playoffs, and you know I think the offense is improved, but and the bullpen is strong. But mainly just those top three in the rotation, and even the fourth and fifth starters they have. Well, at least fourth, Eric Lauer. I like him. I think they um, could even add somebody late in the year. Yeah, I like them to um, make a run at the pennant, so they'd be my pick. Yeah, my NL pick, I'll, I'll take the Padres, uh, plus 700, I believe it is on Tipico. I like it, 750. 750. Um, obviously, you Darvish needs to go from uh, – needs to go – reach his uh, prior form to before that sticky substance policy – I love what I saw to Joe Musgrove last year. I mean, he pitched a no-hitter. Um, I, uh, Sean Manaya was an awesome pickup that I I, uh, I, I uh, really um, I think highly of. And, and, and Blake Snell, if he can stay healthy, is another like elite top-of-the-rotation guy, a former Cy Young winner as well. Also, they uh, after that collapse, they parted ways with – manager Jace Tingler and they added uh they hired Bob Melvin and I feel like this is kind of going to be my hottest take of this podcast probably I think Bob Melvin could have like a Tony La Russa effect 
a lot of people shit on the hire of Tony LaRusso last year and say the game passed him by and he just couldn't reach the kids in the clubhouse. But then Chicago had their most wins um, since they won the World Series in 2005. So Tony LaRusso still has it. Bob Melvin, three-time manager of the year. Um, we saw clubhouse and dugout frustrations boil over with a little issue between Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. And I think Bob Mel- Melvin's experience helps ease that. Um, their bullpen, I think, is going to improve. It was pretty good last year. It's going to improve just by adding rotation depth. They'll have Ryan Weathers um, instead of being like a, a an opener. He'll be more of like a long relief guy. Um, I know he's just option to the minors, but I think he'll be back up. And you have guys like uh, Denelson Lamette, who was a Cy Young candidate, I think, in the uh, lockout or the the COVID year, I and mean, he'll be in the the rotation, or excuse me, he'll be in the uh, bullpen, and he can give them quality innings out of the bullpen. I just, I mean, this lineup is sick, and they have a hell of a rotation. So I'll go with the the Padres uh, to to break through this year. All right, cool. Yeah. Um. So my Reds don't have a shot. Uh. Well, so we can continue on through there. We have the uh, AL. The AL is a little more diverse. They have the Astros at plus four twenty-five. The Blue Jays, who would be my pick given their infield at plus four twenty-five, and then the White Sox plus five fifty. Yankees plus five fifty, and then Brian Rays at plus six fifty. Um. Brian, do you see value in those? Do you see value in anyone uh, a little further down? I see the Twins at plus two thousand. Angels plus fifteen hundred. I have a hard time seeing anybody below like the top five or six coming coming out on top in the American League. So it'd be between the Blue Jays and White Sox for me. And I guess I'd lean Blue Jays. I just think they're just like everything about them pretty much other than the rotation depth. But I think they can that can be addressed during the season and their offense can carry the day. So I like Hopefully the Rays will come out on top, but I see the Blue Jays winning the division and representing the AL in the World Series. So all that young talent is going to be hard to stop. Yeah, I'm taking the Tampa Bay Rays to make it to the World Series. I hate that I'm saying that, <laughs> but I, I I do think they're the best team in the in the American League. Um, obviously, they have to go through a gauntlet of the ALE schedule and whatnot, but their bullpen is just. It's sick. Their lineup is like, it's not even like pretty good for having a low payroll. This lineup is sick. Like they are pretty stacked. Um, And Wander Franco more or less could be an MVP candidate this year. That kid's phenomenal. Their their bullpen, um, again, is awesome. And like they're going to get better with Shane Baz whenever he returns. And um, and I don't know if they get anything into Tyler Glass now, but imagine – if he's ready to go come October. Like, that's just going to add to their arm depth. So, I like Tampa Bay. I'm not crazy about pennant or World Series futures, if I'm being honest. I'm more of a game-to-game handicapper. But um, my picks are Tampa Bay to meet the Padres in the World Series and the Padres to win it all at plus 1,500. I I definitely still like the Blue Jays. I think their infield is just sick and they'll have have an easy time defeating teams. Um, just carry on. I know you uh have your Padres down there plus fifteen hundred, but the Dodgers are the favorite to win the World Series. Strong favorite at that. They're plus four fifty. After that is 
Astros, Blue Jays plus 900. And then you have a four-way tie at plus 1,200 for the White Sox, Yankees, Brewers, and Braves. And then your Rays at plus 1,300 again. Um, Brian, what do you what do you like there? I I, uh, I know the Dodgers are kind of a heavy favorite. Do you see anyone competing with them, um, being able to take them down? Yeah, I mean, anything's possible in the playoffs. So I think that's a pretty fair price. So I might be in on the Dodgers at that price. They have a – I think they should roll through the regular season, and they've got money to spend. They've got uh, depth everywhere, great rotation. So I think I'd put a little play on the Dodgers and then also sprinkle a little bit on the Jays. Right on, yeah. I got Padres beating the uh, Rays. Who who are your your picks to win the World Series, Nate? Yeah, uh, I like I like the Dodgers. I, like I said, I was listening to a show, and it was just when when Cody Bellinger's your seventh, when your rotation's that good, when you have three of the top six MVP favorites. There's a there's not much else to say, and plus four fifty seems fair for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just remember this time last season, we all thought and said the same thing. It's just it's tough. Baseball's tough. But I, I, of course, agree with the Dodgers pricing. Like, they're the best team in baseball on paper. It's especially because, like Brian said, I mean, you get it in any sport, but when you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. So, Yep. All right, cool. Uh, as our listeners know, we got one more segment. Even in our uh, previews, we like to hit our uh, best bets. We call it Going to the Window. The Bet Slipping Podcast. Going to the Window. All right, so we're uh, going to the window. Brian, do you, uh, you want to lay out your best bets? Uh what you like the most in the, this upcoming MLB season? I will just go with some individual props. Uh, give me Corbin Burns to win the Cy Young. Give me Trey Turner to win MVP for plus 1,300. And then if you can get uh, Matt Brash once that line comes up for uh, Rookie of the Year, I'm all over that one too, so... Plus forty five hundred, like I said, is what I saw at another place, but I don't don't see him on Tipico yet. But I'll be definitely looking for that. So those will be the three that really stand out to me when I'm up at the windows, where to cash those. Nice, yeah. The four that jump out to me is Julio Urias to win NL Cy Young, plus three thousand, as what Tipico has it at. I'll take uh, Seattle Mariners to win the AL West at plus four fifty. I like over Detroit Tigers, 77.5 wins. I like over Tampa Bay Rays, 89.5 wins. And I like the Reds, but I'll leave that one to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got the Reds under 74.5 wins. Pretty strong play there. Uh, I like the Blue Jays over 91.5 wins. The Mariners over 83.5 wins. And I want to kick it. I like the Phillies outfield. I like them at plus 100 to make the playoffs. So, uh those are my four. Again, thank you for uh, listening. Presented by Typico Sportsbook. Be sure to check them out. Uh, Brian, where can our listeners find you at? I'm at Red HQ on Twitter. I'm writing at Baseball HQ and at Sportsbook Wire. So check it out. All right, good deal. Really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you for uh, taking your time. Do you have any any last thoughts for the listeners? No, but I love listening to your guys' show. I appreciate you having me on. I'll- jump on anytime you know talk some baseball so had a great time yeah of course uh and thank you everyone for listening be sure to check in tomorrow we'll have our masters preview uh for this weekend all right
Peace. Peace. This is the Bet Slipping Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slipping Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here.